All right, guys, we're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to KBN Live. Back on Monday night after a little summer summer break, week off. Uh, I'm Jeff Mallott. My partner, Ryan Lambert, up there. We're your host. We are excited to welcome a, uh, I'd say, a polarizing guest for what's been going on the last few weeks. We got uh, four, four-time <laughs> Olympic champ, you know, Jackson Kayak founder, uh, FLW pro. I mean, I could go on with your, your, your list there, Eric. But Eric Jackson, most known right now for the the $10,000 kayak man of uh, the Apex Kayak Project. So welcome and thanks for coming on here to discuss this, Eric. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Good, uh, good to be here. I got um, uh, my my daughter was like, you know, you should really get on some of these forums, these kayak fishing forums. Like, what are you talking about, man? There's this kayak bass nation and it is going crazy yeah. up there. Yeah, don't don't, don't let her trick you into that, man. She started sending me these memes and stuff, and I'm like. She sent me the Jetsons when I was like, that is awesome. They made that? That is cool. And then, so uh, yeah. It's, it's like quicksand, Eric. It, the, the harder you fight to get out, the, the more you get sucked in. It's, it's a downhill slope. So I was going to bring yeah. that up later, but I'm going to throw the slide up right now. You can go ahead and keep talking. But <laughs> the, the memes were, were absolutely epic. Uh, and, you know, the, the Internet always wins uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. So no matter what happens, people are going to get creative and, and go yeah, crazy with it. For- I don't know. I, I didn't see any memes from anywhere but Kayak Bass Nation. So you guys are definitely, you got some creative user groups. Are you people in that group, man? Uh, whatever you guys were on that day, man, I was impressed. <laughs> well, you know, so the thing is, it, it's it's usually the same people that you see in every other group, but we don't do like a whole lot. I mean, unless you really cross the line, like, you know, with personal attacks or stuff like that. We pretty much let anything go. I mean, we, Jeff and I, and we got a few other moderators, but we pretty much just, you know, let it fly. I mean, if you got an opinion, go ahead and air it out. So uh, sometimes it bites us, you know, ourselves too. <laughs> I mean, that's the tricky thing about free speech is it's got to be free the whole way around. So yeah, welcome no, to the nation. No, that's all cool. I think I'm. No, I'm glad that I discovered it. I do. I I I post online occasionally. You know, I've got a Facebook account and blah, 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 but I don't really read, I don't spend a lot of time reading just because I'm spending all my time doing other things, you know, making boats, fishing, kayaking, whatever it is I'm doing, so I haven't got sucked into the thing yet, but I got sucked in long enough to be like, wait, they made a razor out of it too? I'm like, wait, there's a remote that looks like the boat? That's unbelievable. Like, what is- yeah, that was the PG-rated memes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I missed some of the memes anyway. Aaron Mathis, she'll send you one in the mail. It's fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I can imagine there's going to be some cool. I mean, it's got a good shape to it. My wife thinks it's <laughs> great looking. <laughs> it was very ergonomic. I'll say that. Yeah. There you go. It's got a handle. And anyway, and it really pierces the waves, man. Like, it pierces the waves like no other boat. I mean, you put this thing into the wind, and you'll know where the 11 grand went. Well, we're, you so know. How- Go ahead. No, I was going to say, right now we're going to have a bunch of questions coming in. I know Ryan and I both have a bunch lined up and ready for you, so uh, we'll just get started <laughs> with it. Ryan, you can start us off, brother. Whoa. Where, so we'll, we'll stay on topic first because this will go completely sideways, I promise. What, what was the, you know, kind of the, the catalyst behind you being like, you know what, we could really use like a carbon fiber fishing kayak. Like wh- when did that thought come about and, and how did it take shape? Uh, that thought came about um, uh, when I made the we made the first Kusa way back when. Um, bottom line is that as soon as you know, I'm used to like I make the lightest the Jackson kayak. We have absolutely lightest weight whitewater kayaks out there, and even though they were the lightest, like our, my freestyle kayak that won the world championships in, it'd be 26 pounds, and our competitors are like 34. So it's we have, I have what's called the total weight concept. Every component is weighed. And you, you you compare weight with performance, you try to make it the best, but plastic was the right material. Come up with a, a boat, start making fishing kayaks, and plastic's still a great material, and there's it's, it's never going to go out of style. I mean, it's just the way it's molded. You can mold it really low cost. Um, it's durable. There's no such thing as a time when plastic boats won't be um, appropriate. There won't be a great material to make it out of, but... I'm used to paddling, like, I was in the Olympics in 92, I had, I was paddling 11-pound kayaks. <laughs> um, 
the like literally they're 11 but that's the minimum weight now they made a rule where they had to be 19.8 pounds um at some point whatever but um that's so, super thin that's like a vibe like that's super <laughs> thin <laughs> yes anyway they're they are lightweight and they weren't very durable with the 20 pound when you start getting um done right it's very durable material and you got to have you got to balance weight with performance Anyway, I'd wanted to do it right away, but we just, you know, we, Jackson Kayak, we were a, a rotomolding facility in my manufacturing. Folks there really weren't into making composite boats, so we just tabled it. And uh, once I resigned as president of Jackson Kayak, and it was like, let's see, what do I want to do? It's like, I know exactly what I want to do. Like, I want, I mean, every dealer summit, we had the top Jackson dealers come. They'd come right here at my house is where we fed them dinner and we'd go down to the park, Rock Island, demo all of our boats, have big meetings and, okay, everybody, you're, we're here to learn from you. What's the number one thing we can do to make your lives easier? Lightweight boats. Boats are too heavy. I'm like, okay. Um, and we're thinking, wow, you can't really make them a lot lighter in the plastic that we're doing. Like, you can't go from a Kusa to a big rig and make it lighter, you know what I mean? Out of plastic, it's just going to be heavier, way more plastic and whatever. So anyway, um, but carbon fiber, it's like a no-brainer. Like, And why isn't fiberglass and Kevlar? Because carbon fiber is lighter and stiffer. Why is it epoxy and not polyester? Because poly, po epoxy, high-impact epoxy is a lot stronger, a lot more durable. So you, to make the lightest boat that's the strongest that works, you need to have be carbon fiber, foam core, um, high impact epoxy and Inegra. The, you combine those materials and you can have the lightest possible weight boat that's durable and can do what we'd want to do with a uh, fishing boat. Not to mention, you know, the hulls on all the fishing kayaks? You think they're really designed to be like a really good hull? No. They're designed to take a really soft piece of plastic and somehow make it stiff enough that you can actually maybe tie it on a roof rack for half a day to get it to the river and float it and, and it doesn't actually collapse and change. You can't put a planing, full planing hull on a plastic boat because it would just go Poof. So what you can in carbon fiber, you can actually design a hull that's high performance. Um, uh, but there's things that plastic boats can do that you can't do in carbon too. So there are some, some things you actually give up. You can't make all the little nooks and crannies to put a little this and that on in a carbon fiber boat. Everything has to be smoothed out to mold it properly. Well, let me ask you this. I, is what kind of research did you do with anglers themselves to get input on this? Because I know, you know, the boat I fish out of is a big old heavy beast. It, you know, it doesn't really bother me. Ryan, you know, fishes out of a Hobie now, and it's, you know, it's a monster. Uh, I don't just most, drug it across the beach. A couple yeah, yeah. Mo most tournament, I, I would say most tournament anglers, you know, they trailer or pickup truck bed the thing to to wherever they're fishing. Is this geared more towards like a niche in the in the in the industry, not necessarily a tournament angler, or towards everybody? I mean, what's your what's your goal with this thing? Okay, so there's a reason people use boat ramps and trailers. It's because they don't have a choice. You want to get your stuff down to the water? Well, you're better backing into the boat ramp because you're not going to do it where I take it in the water. Like You're not going to go through an unimproved spot that's 500 yards from the parking spot through public lands for public access to fish a tournament where nobody else can go. Everybody goes to boat ramps because, well, that's you know, what are you going to do with 100 and 200 pounds of equipment, right? That's the reason. So what I'm doing is setting people free from that. So absolutely, tournament anglers. Um, here, this is all just my my opinion, and I can explain how I've done it with Jackson Kayak for years. You know, um, in three years we went from not being a whitewater kayak company to the number one whitewater kayak company, and remained there from 2007 to today, the longest running one. And we, we it's a specific way that we bring input. My rule is I don't get into anything that I'm not heavily involved in myself because I know I'm not going to do a good job. Um, just making general recreational kayaks, for example. We did that for a couple of years in Jackson Kayak. Total flop. How come? Because I really wasn't into the boats. I don't really use the boats. Well, I'm not going to make the best boat, and I'm sure as heck not going to be the best salesman for it. But a whitewater kayak or a fishing kayak, I'm way into it, and I use them all the time, and I want to use them at the highest level. So I, you know, can, I can actually be part of that where a lot of the companies that are out there you're competing against people that are behind the office and aren't necessarily using it all the time right anyway what was the question no i was oh, just yeah. asking about, about about it being so light and you know would an angler really be i mean frankly you're, you're in good you're in good shape eric and you know you're pretty jacked for for a i don't know how old you are how old are you 
Yeah, so you're like you're probably you're older than me. You're older than me for God's sake. But there's there's a lot of there's a lot of kayak anglers that are not. Uh, I don't know if they'd walk 500 yards through the woods with nothing. So I don't know. Come on, man. So there's two ways. So there's there's here's my opinion. So I'll tell you straight up is my opinion. Um, there's absolutely first there's people that are going to want to paddle a kayak. There's people that are going to want to pedal a kayak, and there's people that are going to want to run electric on a kayak. There's people that think if you have electric, it's not a kayak. So don't even tell me you're kayaking. You're running electric. There's people who say if you're pedaling a kayak, you're not even a kayak. What are you doing? You're not. You're not. A, I mean, I'm watching these conversations unfold in front of me today. There's people who say if you're paddling a kayak, you're an idiot. You're behind the times. Whatever. Bottom line is, paddling has a purpose. The places I paddle a kayak often, you can't. There's a pedal is useless. It'd be no point in doing it. It's extra weight. You're not going to use it anyway. And blah blah blah. The places that then there's places that paddle is absolutely a great way to go. Um, a lot of places, a lot of situations, and there's places where electric's a great way to go. If you want to win a tournament, let's just say KBF tournaments, and you haven't seen me show up to a bunch of kayak fishing tournaments yet, there's a reason for that, and that's going to change. And I'm not saying I'm going to go win a whole, all these tournaments or anything, but I've been holding off because I've, I only have so much time to fish tournaments. I've been fishing FLW, doing whitewater competitions, and running a business. Um, the, if I want to go win a kayak fishing tournament, I'm going to focus on one of two things, paddle or electric. The reason being, if I'm with paddle, so last year um, we had the FLW Cup. I was able to fish these this back bay. I was able to get into a, a public access point that I had to carry the, carry the kayak way into the woods or whatever down this like dirt road, put in. The water was like... I'm like paddling on, like barely floating the boat, and I was stand up paddling and sight fishing for these wolf packs cruising for brim. Wolf you packs. couldn't paddle, you couldn't electric. All you could, I caught 98 inches of bass on Lake Owachita on day one. That's that's a lot of fish. It's like it's not even a, you can't. The people fishing offshore and brush pipe. If you didn't paddle, you weren't going to get those fish. You couldn't get them. That's just an example. So you were way in the back, like like. Like public access, it's not like actual launch, but like public access. Public, it's called yeah, public access point. That's right. Okay. Yeah, and it was a ten. If you went to a boat ramp, it was ten miles to paddle there, pedal there, and I can show you right where it is. And anyway, it's a public app. There's this app called OnX or whatever. You familiar yep. with it? Anyway, yep. it helps you find all the public access points and whatever. Yeah. Anyway, the um. My only point, so that's a, an example. I'll give you another example. I won the Pan Am Championships last year uh, on Center Hill Lake. It's a local lake. I caught 93 inches and then 96 inches of smallmouth um, in rapids. Um, it just happens to be, it's, uh, yes, you could drag a pedal boat. You could pull it off, but it's just not easy. It's a lot harder. And then one more thing. Then the other side is electric. So electric is faster than pedal if you want to cover a lot of distance. Um, and in fact, like my boat right in here, this Apex watercraft, you put a Torquedo 1103 on the back, it goes 6.5 to 6.7 miles an hour. So you just go like this, bye, and you just cruise around the lake. If that's what you're doing, if you're spending a lot of time wanting to cover distance, I can cover distance 50% faster than most people can. That's your tournament advantage. So five point whatever to six point seven. That's about fifty percent, forty whatever. It depends on the boat. Every boat is different. But anyway, somebody asked about um, the speed of that thing. How fast is you, can you paddle it? I can paddle at five and a half. Is my top speed. How about but the that's average? Not, that's that's not sustainable. That's like me and I've got. That's me sprinting. You know, like going full speed. See how I go fast. I go. I go five point six is the fastest my my uh, electronics said I was going, but it's like for 15 seconds or whatever. So, so Jim basically, Carter I can cruise. Paddle, uh, Jim Carter can paddle like two and a half miles an hour, to put What's it in perspective. <laughs> one, so one of our the energy curve goes like this. So the energy curve of every boat is exponential, right? So you start paddling at really slow speeds. You can paddle a really fast boat or slow boat, and the energy is very similar. And then, um, but as you increase, as you double the speed, it's like four times the energy. And how quick it accelerates depends on the speed of the boat. So I can cruise at four miles an hour really comfortably. Um, so I can cruise at a, at a faster pace by paddling and paddle slower. Um, 
so anybody, no matter what their fitness level, can go faster at a slower energy, basically. And a lot of that is just a nice, clean haul, no scupper holes and that type of thing, too. And that, so the real limitation that I've seen with paddle watercraft is is fishability. So it's hard to fish with a paddle in your hands, obviously. You're constantly, especially if the wind's blowing or you're in current, you know, I mean, you can tuck into an eddy and you're fine, but be, being able to hold your position to make that cast, you know, that, that seems to be the difficulty with paddle craft. And even with, you mentioned Torquedo motor power, uh, is there a bow mount? Is there going to be a bow mount option? No, is there this is not a bow mount. No, this boat is either, um, it's a stern mount, uh, stern mount or paddle um, is one of the options right now. So you could do a stern mount uh, spot lock, or you could do a you could do a stern mount trolling motor also. But um, the right now it's it's stern mount. It's designed for stern mount and and paddle. So I did not. I wanted this to be. I wanted this boat to be be fully paddle ready. I wanted to have the highest performance. Like offshore guys want to go fish and catch fish offshore you want to punch through the breakers on the beach that's what this boat does you put it on the beach and you paddle out and it pierces through the waves the water dumps out the back instantly you're out through the breakers and you're catching tarpon or whatever did you just say spot lock on the bow or the stern no, stern you'd have to stick on the stern we don't there's no way to put a back i'm not i'm going to recommend that nobody even try to put a bow mount trolling motor in this boat it's for stern mount only okay um so yeah, so if you put one on it, yeah, good luck with that because I mean, it's not designed for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Somebody will put one. Somebody will put a torpedo on the back and a bow mount on the front. I guarantee it. That's what everyone does now. That's somehow the cool thing to do. Uh, Wait, so, I've got I've got two forty power, forty horsepower ducted fans that are made for a made for a, 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 an airplane. A and mini airboat. Yeah, and the guy Russ Amanis, the guy that's molding my boats. Um, anyway, you've heard me touting his name and what he's done before. He's designed a lot of the carbon fiber bike frames. Um, he's done a, he did work for Lockheed. He brought the F-22 Raptor to market. Um, like literally he's like one of the best composite guys out there. Anyway, he's made his own, uh, EAA ducted fan electric plane. And he's got these two fans that we're going to mount on his boat. Set the world's record for the fastest guy. Christine, Christine, yeah, chimed, I can't wait to see it, man. Christine it chimed in with a similar question that I had, which is, how do you stern mount a spot lock? How do you stern mount it? I mean, how does that work? Well, you'd have to. You do. You would. You'd use a the Minn Kota. I mean, sorry, the motor guide, and you'd use the um, which has a Bluetooth foot pedal and or lanyard. So it's not technically spot lock. It's called anchor down or whatever it's called. So you'd, have, you'd use the i3 or the i. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have a spot lock on mine, but it's it's uh, bow mounted, so it keeps you pointed. And you're, you know, I'm curious how that works on the stern, but yeah, you would but hey. I mean, it's yeah. So it would keep you in position, and whatever way the wind is blowing, that's the way you're. Um, you know, you're going to be you're going to be pointed downwind, basically. I got you. Uh, somebody chimed in about the 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 uh, torpedo. Did you say it goes 6.1 miles per hour with an 1103 on it? 6.567 with me on it. With an 1103 torpedo on it? Correct. Okay. I have a video online. You can put it on right now. It was the first test of it, and you can see it. It's um, Chad Hoover let me brought his torpedo over <laughs> mounted it. So he, was he going that fast in it? Because that's impressive. Uh, he will. How fast he'll go, we'll find out. He will be in it um, soon enough when he comes and test it. We'll see. I'm 100 and I'm 155, 160 pounds. He's 195 or whatever. Or no, no, two, Whoa. two, Hang on, whatever. Anyway, he's two something. No, he's high. Keep it factual here. I believe you're 6.5 miles an hour, but we're not going to sell Chad Hoover at 190 pounds. No, no, he's not 190. I got, I got that wrong. I was like, I might be off by 100 on that one. But keto-based anyway, fitness, Ryan. So, Come on. No, whatever. I know, man, I know. I'm a follower. So, Weight has to do with it for sure, so we'll, um, we can test it with all different people and different loads. So speaking of Chad Hoover and loads, how many cc's of, of, of fluid did you receive as prepayment on these boats? We all saw the initial <laughs> promo video that Chad put out. Did you have anybody trying to cash in on that? Cash in? Wait, cash in on what? What do you mean cash in on what? Uh, 
donation fluid don't why, why don't bodily fluid donations what would you editing receivable like what yeah, yeah that was an editing i see what you're talking about yeah that was an editing mishap so we did a little take and then he stopped talking and then obviously he started talking again and yeah. anyway uh, my editor didn't stop the video in the appropriate you spot, gotta so be careful I, when he's talking chad that's, caught it that's pretty rule quick. Number one. <laughs> he so. caught that one pretty quick. he was like he was like hey ej can you take that video down what did you do i'm like what are you talking yeah. about what did you do what did, yeah, you, what did do? you do ej listen it's not a, it's not his first over the line video we've had several saved from here don't don't worry marketing yeah. well that's not his chance yeah it's just him buddying around we're just being funny and he was trying to be funny it wasn't supposed to be in the video and be public anyway so, just, so what i'm getting what, what i'm getting from that ryan is we don't have a conversion for that yet to know how much so it will cost yeah the um but the uh you're more than welcome to uh to try to cash in if you want so. okay <laughs> everybody hears that can you get it here at the end we'll give an address where people can send things. oh gosh uh, can you imagine no thank you that's worse I'm than the right. memes we'll pat disregard everybody. who's your accountant who's your accountant that's what we need to know <laughs> Wow. We got some more we got some more uh, <laughs> questions flying in here. We've had a few people ask about the integrity of the hole. Uh, Mark Springer asked, yeah. asked about carbon fiber. You know, it's thin. How's it going to handle in the rocks on the river? Yep. Okay, cool. So um, uh, let's just start with, uh, and I don't, everybody comes with their own level of understanding of just of how carbon fiber works with boats, for example. Um, I luckily come from you know, been paddling them since, I don't know, since the 70s, composite boats, since early 70s. I made my first 100 boats in my dad's garage in 79, 80, winter. Um, they were just pure fiberglass. They didn't handle rocks very well, but we were all we were doing was running whitewater in them. We'd have to patch them 50% of the time we paddled in them. Um, you added Kevlar to the mix, all of a sudden they're getting better. You start added vinyl ester instead of polyester, they got better. You added carbon fiber and epoxy, um, it got better, especially mixed with Kevlar. The This construction is carbon, it's got Enegra in it. Enegra is like, it doesn't break. You don't break Enegra. The material, you, you don't actually break the material. Um, the carbon fiber can break and the epoxy can break. You can actually get a, a, a crack, you can get a a crack in the in the boat and a crack that could actually leak but they can be fixed in fact they can be fixed in 30 minutes to an hour depending on what epoxy you buy at the at Lowe's or whatever with just a fiberglass repair kit or they can be fixed fancy with a some carbon strips and some epoxy um, you should be able to paddle this on a regular basis and not in shallow water and not break the boat the types of things that are a really sharp impact the same thing that would uh, that would put a big huge thing in the bottom of a plastic boat like a big like you know a sharp rock super hard impact and it makes a huge dent that's the same type of impact that's hard on a composite boat scraping over rocks is not a problem um you're going to get scratches on it absolutely um just like you would a plastic boat a lot less deep than a plastic boat because it's way tougher and more scratch or I should say abrasion resistant um but the difference is of composite boats. So if you look at the history of composite boats, of which I've been around in my whole life, um, kayak specifically and whitewater, and you look, plastic boats don't last as long as composite boats. People that are buying these boats, these boats are going to be around long after the my Kusa HD that's sitting out there or whatever. Why? Because um, it doesn't degrade in the sun really as quick. Um, you don't wear it out as fast and people are generally a little bit more careful with it but there's another factor is it it actually can am i still there yeah you're here somebody, yeah somebody you're here. somebody calling you am i still there yeah you're good yeah you're gonna cut off the so the other factor is the the draft on this boat no boat no kayak that's out there today floats higher in the water than this boat meaning it, how deep it sits in the water is less than any other boat on the market um and Hold on. You're too popular. Is that Chad? Tell Man, I don't know what to do. I'm going to just make sure that there's nobody's. Here, you guys carry on. Spying on, on these. 
I've got DSL. I'm in the middle of nowhere, man. No, you're good. We can I'll hear you fine. Nice. We can hear and see you fine. Okay. Well, anyway, so because it floats so low, you're not hitting you're you're not hitting rocks nearly as much. And unlike boats that have like a deep chine and have uh, scupper holes, you're not hitting the same spots or super sharp spots. And the spots we are hitting, like if you were worried about our the, the, the bow in particular, we're going to make a um, like a keel guard basically, um, so you can just run up on the rocks and not worry about but, it. But, also, because it's keel guard. Because it's such a solid material, is it a rough ride? You know, plastic gives. Is it going to bounce through the rocks, or does it give a little bit? I mean, if you're bouncing in the rocks, like bouncing down whitewater, you're probably, like, you're going to, like, it just like you would, like, when you say bouncing, I don't know. Well, I shouldn't say bounce. Right we're, I mean, we're fishermen. We're not running whitewater. But, you know what I mean, when you when you do hit rocks or, or obstacles, is it going to be a rougher ride, or is it going to give a little bit? Well, it doesn't give. No, it's, yeah. I mean, the boat's just going to ride up, and, like, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm bouncing down like big, big 45 degree slides and waterfalls, and you kind of you take hard hits there. Like for me, like being an efficient, but I, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Like whether you're going to have a rougher. That's what I mean. So Kevin Finn asked, "What's the static draft of the boat?" Depends on who's in it, but it's um, uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna get a photo. I'm gonna do photos in a clear water. I haven't done it yet. Um, but me loaded again i'm only 155 pounds whatever so um i'm probably three quarters of an inch there's no there's no drop point there's no chime it's a it's a full flat pole and it's 36 inches wall to wall this boat's more stable than a jackson big rig at 36 inches you say it's completely flat is that what you said mm-hmm so it's like a there's a side of, there's it's actually got a slightly con it's got a really slight concave down the middle, so a slight tunnel hole. And then we've got a board flat for about eight feet. There's a little bit of stern rocker, and then there's a, then there's some bow rocker. But it's this is a stand-up paddleboard style hull, not um, not what you see in the bottom of traditionally see in the bottom of a fishing kayak. This is what I believe the highest performance fishing kayak hull um, should look like in the bottom. So, DJ Williams, he asked, why no rod holders? Uh, it looks cool, but doesn't look like a fishing kayak. So, why were rod holders not integrated into this? They are integrated. That's why you don't see rod holders. <laughs> so, um, so what is a rod holder? <laughs> they're what? invisible, DJ. No, exactly. What is a rod holder? They're, they're actually very busy. So, um, it's funny. You want to know the answer? <laughs> yes. So the rod holders are too little. If you know about push, you know how you hold a push pole on a skiff? Yeah. You just bend it and hold it in place. That's what our rod holders are. Those gunnels go the full length of the boat. You take your rods, your rod, you turn it backwards, and you just put it right down next to your seat. And there's a little foam nub that you, you just, just a little push, and you push it past that nub, and it bends the rod, and it holds it against the gunnel. And you can take the boat, you can tip it upside down, whatever. The rods don't fall out. They don't bang. They don't make any noise. No bungees, no fuss, no muss. Just turn it, boom. You can put easily two on a side. You can put three or four on a side, but they fit inside that nub really nice and slick. Um, two on a side, throw two in the front. If you want to have six or seven, you can put your third one. You can get your third one in, but it's easier to lay it straight. So your rod tips are going out the back of the boat? Is that correct? Depending on how long your rods are, if you're, you, you can do a seven six. A seven six rod um, is not sticking out the back because it's all the way up um, towards the front. If you stage your rod further back or have a longer than that, then your tip's going to stick out the back. Gotcha. Okay. We had a few other questions. So, David Cruz asked Nate, about the. Thanks. Yeah, David Cruz asked about the warranty on the boat, and Brian Wood asked about why the open stern. Why? Right, okay. Uh, so. If anybody's familiar with Jackson Kayak and how I've done warranties, um, uh, I wrote the warranties at Jackson Kayak, or in the spirit of it, we had somebody actually do the writing. But the spirit of our warranty program is our warranty program is part of our marketing program, meaning um, uh, we know if you take care of the customer, the customer takes care of you, so we're not trying to, to uh, weasel away out of, of fixing things that we need to fix, that type of thing. So my objective with uh, Apex is the same thing. So um, if things uh, if th things aren't right, 
then we'll take care of them. Now, if you just like destroy your boat on, you know, you drop it off the truck or you do something, we'll show you how to fix it. If you want to bring it to us, we'll help you fix it and make, make it look super clean and do that kind of thing. We'll take good care of somebody. Um, the open stern is really simple. Um, that's how we avoid needing scupper holes. So scupper holes are in kayaks for obviously, they're really there for two reasons. Reason they're there for, and they've created a third reason for them, but um, Jackson Kayak created a third reason for them initially and other companies followed suit. And reason number one, it provides vertical support between the deck and the hull. Plastic is so flimsy, you can't stand on a deck of a plastic boat unless there's scupper holes that provides a bulkhead from the top to the bottom. That's number one. Number two, obviously, you've got a bathtub with no drains. Water comes in. You've got to have a way for the water to drain out. That's the second reason. The third reason that we came up with um, when I designed my boats to be Ray Marine Ready, the company I was working with at the time, uh, was recessing a transducer, creating an actual area for the transducer. Um, with an apex watercraft, you can put the you can put do shoot straight through the hull. We've got a way to shoot straight through the hull up front. If you want to do live vision, live scope, side vision, you're going to have to do an over the side one. Um, so anyway, the back the, the drain reason. What about the drain reason? Well, the drain um, you punch through a boat if you totally swamp a boat with scuppers, and I've done it many many times, going through big waves, running big white water, whatever. If you completely filled it's like seven seconds before it's totally drained out and that seven seconds is like so if you're paddling out through the surf or whatever it's kind of sketchy it's not easy this boat boom water goes in it's instantly gone it doesn't hang out there and out it goes so it just drains really quick which makes it um uh just makes it a lot more seaworthy so it makes it good for people that are fishing in on the coast and want to punch through breakers uh that type of thing have you ever seen the deck of a kayak tournament angler's boat all the crap that's laying in it while they're fishing <laughs> what happens to that stuff? Seventy-eight baits. I just lost a hundred dollars worth of chatter baits in this boat. So, I, so you would think and that's a good question. So I wonder if we would have thought of that. Like, wait, did we think of that? Oh my yeah. god! So we'll put a magnet in it. But wait, the, there's um, more. There are magnets in the back, actually. The fur, and we're making a tackle bag specifically designed to to, to sit there. Um, we're also making what's called the tailgate. Um, so if you're somebody that just puts a whole bunch of crap and just lays everything behind you, behind the seat where it could go out the back, uh, we've got an accessory that we're working on. It's not done. We haven't shown it yet. It's called the tailgate. What is a tailgate? Imagine a pickup truck, right? So tailgate, boom, it's closed back. Um, it still has to have drains for the water to go out the, you know, through the tailgate. But it, it holds all your major stuff if you don't want to strap it down or whatever. So tailgate. By the way, the tailgate battle that you had with North Alabama kayak guys was that the tailgate the the prototype tailgate that was on that boat. No, there was I no, saw one guy posted no, that he he said I broke it, and he <laughs> I guess he broke the transom mount off or something. He said got no, the apex, I, I broke it. Yeah, no, he we we five minute epoxy to power pole mount. That's we put the torpedo on the power. We have a carbon fiber power pole mount. It's just a we, basically it's a carbon fiber plate with a quarter, quarter twenty inserts, and the way that's proper for if somebody wants one, it can be an accessory or they can order it with it. Uh, we just five minute epoxied on it because we wanted to switch it and over and anyway five minute epoxy on a, a deck that wasn't clean isn't going to hold. So he went to clean the clean the torpedo. We put it in reverse and then slammed it in, in forward. And popped it off the back, which is what he meant. That wasn't the so there was no that context was, to that. I just saw the pictures, and I, that's why I wanted to ask about it. I assume yeah. that it was something that was, you know, put on just for the demo to test the motor yeah, was, out up front. It's a the power pull mount um, is simple. Like it's basically uh, you've got the clean deck. You if you think you're going to run a power pole or you want to run a torpedo, then the power pull mount obviously um, is an accessory you get for the boat. Um, and it's something that we can put on ourselves or you can put on and we just have a, we have the right way to put it on so you can't ever get it off it's there forever so as far as mounting a motor what are your options with with that are you going to have a molded you know like transom type deal on the boat or yeah the tailgate we'll make when we make the tailgate we're going to make it so that we can use it as a transom mount also 
So that will be our transom motor mount option. So step one, the way I'm looking at step one, what is not available in the marketplace today? I look around, what's not available? It's the pure, I like kayaking. I like to paddle. I like it simple. I want, I want to grab my rods and paddle in one hand, my boat in the other, and I just want to walk to the water and go fishing. That simple, pure, you, nobody else offers that because the boats are too heavy to do that. And once they get so heavy that you're backing in, people just start throwing stuff on. And that's a different style of kayak fishing, and it's very popular, and a lot of people do it, and that's the most prominent style for tournament fishing. Um, people have got that covered. Hobie does a great job with that. Jackson and Native and Bonafide and blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of options for that style of fishing. I wanted to come to market with something that nobody else is offering. Let's start with the ability to paddle and have a very simple, elegant kayak that's this high performance, fun to paddle, lightweight, and that's that's the first thing I'm delivering to the marketplace. And from there, it's like, oh, by the way, now you, you can put the motor in. The people are already harassing, like, oh, I thought it was supposed to be simple. How come there's, you're showing a 12-inch screen on it? Oh, by the way, yes, you can flush mount a 12-inch screen. How come you're putting um, blah, 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 whatever? So, uh, come to market with a simple boat and then we will show people that want to take it to a fully rigged and uh, we'll make that possible for them too. So the in the design I'll address the 12 inch screen part. Most if you're running a 7 8 9 10 12 inch screen, most everyone's using side imaging like or total scan or whatever. Why not yeah. make an underneath mount for that side imaging so they don't have to have an arm hanging over the side to get caught up in your line or paddling or yeah, whatnot? Yeah. No, good question. Um, we could uh, through underneath because we're not going through the hull. This hull doesn't have scupper holes. Mm -hmm. so, the, um, so we're not going straight through the hull. So the sonar down vision, you through, shoot through the hull. You want live scope, live scan, uh, depending on what brand you're talking about, side vision. Um, I've got a, an excess, a, a sleeve that goes over the gunnel in the front. And it's called the Sidekick. Uh, that sleeve is designed for, um, it's called, it's a paddle holder drift control thing. You literally, like your paddle, you just drop your paddle in, it falls down, it holds the blade in the water, it slows down your drift by about 50%. But it also has a, a stakeout pole thing, um, basically a hole for a stakeout pole that you can put in it. And, um, or you can use it as a transducer mount also if you want to run the other ones. So that's, that's what the option's going to be if you're doing, um, uh, side scan, side vision. So let me ask you this, Eric. I mean, we get in a little tunnel vision with, with kayak tournament fishing because that's what this page is mostly about, kayak tournament fishing or kayak bass tournament cool. fishing. But I don't feel, I mean, the, the boat is going to serve a, a lot of purposes, like you're saying, portaging it through the woods or carrying it around to places that you normally might not carry a big Old Town Predator or a Hobie PA or something. But is this angled more towards the the purest recreational kind of angler than it is the tournament angler? I got to believe it is. So, so here's I'm gonna answer. First, the answer is yes and no. So I'm designed this boat so that I can win kayak fishing tournaments. I'm gonna come with paddle only, or I'm gonna come with with electric, right? And those are my two, the two ways I'm going to use it most likely. <coughs> and if you see me with a, with a, with a pedal at some point, we, this is step one, right? But the, uh, so it is, this is how I would fish a kayak fishing tournament. And guess what? I don't do things like other people do That's it. Right. And I understand. That. I'm totally cool with that. If I want to do it like everybody else does it, what the hell am I doing? Meaning it. Why there's 37 brands out there making plastic rotomodal fishing kayaks? There's a lot of amazing kayaks out there already. If I just go do what they're doing, what's the point? I'm just I'm just dead dead wood. So I'm going to bring something new and different that I believe is better. And some people may enjoy it and want to do it, and some people might laugh at it and be like, ah, whatever. I'm cool with that. Like um, the proof will be in the pudding. We'll see. Oh, by the way. Tournament anglers, this is, I think I announced it already. My wife says I didn't announce it yet. She keeps track of this stuff, but I think I did. <laughs> um, I've got a contingency program, top finisher in an Apex watercraft, and I've got eight tournaments, four of them already pre-selected, four still to go. $2,000 just for being the top finisher. If there's only one person, well, you just show up and you get two grand. 
anyway, it's a contingency okay. program. What? Did I do it? For the only time uh -oh. in history. Uh oh, uh -oh. Bring, bring her on camera. Bring her on camera. 2020. What? For the like only time in the whole history of the world. This is really important. At 20 o'clock, it's going to be 20. 2020, 2020, 2020. Military oh, time, so military cool. time. That's right. Fun fact, that's my wife, Christine. Like one hey, more minute. hey, I already, I texted my son that earlier. He's in the military, and I told him tonight, in military time, it's going to be 2020, 2020. Two more minutes. So let's back off the tournament for a second. So anyway, I've got a contingency program because um, I've, I've always supported um, anglers uh, with teams. Um, every brand I've been with that, I've, that I've, I've run over the years, I've, over, I've paid more money to the, to the athletes, I call them, the, the whitewater paddlers or team folks than anybody when I was in charge. Um, I believe in the, the, the tournament anglers for kayak fishing being the, the most influential people that do the most best job selling boats. Um, but this market is absolutely for the recreational, not even just the recreational kayak fishermen. Just a, if you are a baby boomer, you're in your 60s, you're in your 70s, and you just want to go kayaking, well, you can't, you can't load on your Prius or your truck or your whatever a plastic <laughs> boat. Like You're like... You're like, oh, right? So, um, I, and if you can load it, then it's, if you can load it, then it's a narrow, tippy, carbon fiber touring kayak or something that you can't bend down to get in. So with the high seat, the swivel seat, and 36 inches, the, the most stable, lightweight, easy to access boat. If you look at the people that have bought on my Kickstarter, they come, there's, uh, most people are over 60 years old so far that have bought it. Um, there's only I've sold seven of them on the Kickstarter so far. They're the only one that can afford it, Playboy. That's what I'm saying. Everybody you, else is out here working. You, no, that's that's bullshit. that's 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 100% bullshit. Guess what? <laughs> how, how, much is your, how much is your truck? How much? So you don't have to be rich. You do not have to be rich to 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 own to own an $11,000 kayak. You only have to want it bad enough and have $11,000 or be able to Who's finance gonna pay $11,000 to paddle a kayak. We've seen the wilderness systems attack. It did okay, but then flopped. We saw Bonafide just go straight under and they had to be bought out. But I don't understand where the market is for a paddle well, this, kayak. I got to believe it's, it's lake house, lake house owners with disposable income. It's right? yeah, just watch. I'll show you where the market is. The okay, market okay. is. I mean, I can't care. wait to see it. So, but so Ryan, Ryan, how many bikes? So, Ryan, how many bicycles are sold a year? No, let's say specialized. How many of their bikes sell for over ten grand? A bicycle, not a motorcycle. Okay, one out of well, ten. I, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot of guys. One out of ten. One out of ten. They buy. Yeah. One, out, one out of ten. And guess what the people say on bicycles about? Oh, what about a ten thousand? I could buy a motorcycle for ten grand. Why? You're gonna pedal? A bicycle for ten grand? I just buy a motorcycle or whatever. But you can't just, enter a motorcycle in a pedal bicycle race. That's the point. Like, if you have a pedal craft, if you have, uh, you know, super resourceful, you know, can be used in all tournaments, which I feel like is a point that's kind of being ignored here, can be used in all tournament series. Why would you not invest? Let's take the most expensive pedal brand kayak, the the Hobie three sixty. Why would you not take that fifty five hundred bucks? Throw a torpedo on it, throw electronics on it, throw a lighting kit on it, hell, whatever you want to, and still not hit that eleven grand mark. Why would you say I'm going to take myself and I'm going to buy an eleven thousand dollar paddle yes. kayak and then throw a twenty five hundred dollar motor on it yeah. to be competitive? Why? So I'm I'm pretty convinced, Brian, you're not going to, and that's fine. Oh, and guess what? Right. <laughs> and most people, aren't. and guess what? I'm I'm totally cool with that. All I'm and the only thing I say is like I understand and I know not it's, this isn't for everybody, and just like your hobby isn't for everybody. You think everybody wants to pedal around in a hobby pro angler? A lot of people do, but does everybody want to? And you would believe everybody should. Why? Well, because I didn't you love to in the first place. I was actually forced to, but I'm happy that I'm there now. <laughs> yeah, you're there now. And you enjoy it. That's awesome. And I think that's and I commend you that you know what 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 you like that works for you right now. The if there weren't for 
people out there doing things different and bringing things to the market. What I'm about to do, what I'm doing five years from now, even if you're still pedaling around in a Hobie five years from now, what you will be pedaling will be improved by what I bring to the market over the next few years. You will see what I'm doing being, being transferred into other things and maybe in just a small way, maybe in a big way, we'll see. It all remains to be seen. But I've been in this industry a really long time, and I've seen how it works. And the only thing I've ever been proud of that I've ever done that's that successfully, that's ever been truly successful, is when, it, when I do something that people really don't immediately jump on because it is just different. It's innovative. It's, it's not even called innovative in the beginning. It's like, that's just dumb. Is basically so what I'm doing could be considered dumb by a lot of people, and for them it is dumb. But there's people I, out I don't there. I think the carbon fiber aspect is dumb. Like I will completely 100% agree. I think that if if people can make it more affordable slash marketable. So if there is a pro tour for kayak fishing and everyone is basically in carbon fiber fishing kayaks, I completely agree. Like I, I mean, I think that's smart. I do. I just don't – currently, in our current state, I, I just want to know from your perspective, you know, what market do you see in that? So I think so – I, I, I thought I answered that pretty clear. Um, if you have $10,000, $11,000, and you want a lightweight, the highest performance boat out there that you paddle right now, I have one model, one model – um, and how many? And I've made more. I've made more plastic boats designs than in like I come out. My R and D rate it blows. It's been three to three to one in terms of the quantity of product that I push out. I'm an innovator. I want to do more a new product. Um, I can only do what I can afford now, so I'm not going to do five new models next year. But what you see here answers a very specific market, and this boat will be very successful for me. Um, I, it will it will support me and my family. It will keep get me off the ground. I'm very happy with this specific one. Um, it may not resonate with you. Uh, the next boat, we'll see what the next boat does. You might be like, wow, that next boat is like, man, now he's talking. Or you might be like, oh my God, he's even worse. I don't know. We'll find out, but hopefully we'll we'll, we'll discuss that when it comes out. Yeah, Jay Wallen asked. He asked, uh, you know, for that price point. Will there be, or maybe should there be, a lot more accessories included? Because you know, I'll play devil's, devil's advocate along with Ryan a little bit. I mean, like a, I fish for an old town, old town predator PDLs, twenty five hundred bucks. So if you take twenty five hundred bucks plus another seventy five hundred, I can fish every BOS tournament plus all the B. You know, it would cover my expenses for the entire year. So you got, you know, Jay's asking how many accessories are you going to include or maybe should you include to kind of to to get people to ante up that kind of money to to forego all the money that they're going to be spending that yeah, they could so get a quality kayak yeah good no, that's a good question so uh, there's two real answers to it the main answer is that the margins i'm making selling this boat at 11 grand isn't there's no room there i'm putting the money in the boat um i'm putting the money in the materials i'm putting the money in the people I'm putting money into into making the getting this design made at the, the the best possible way, so that there's I'm not cheapening up any any individual thing, um, whether it be my seat to the boat itself, whatever um, accessories. There there's going to be accessories available. Um, there's accessories you can buy. Um, I'm very familiar with. Accessories. I have people that make them. I know Luther from Yak Attack. I'm sponsored by Ram. There's and then there's I have a lot of fishing sponsors, whether it's electronics or whatever. I know these people, and I know what these what they're, you know, what this costs. So at Jackson Kayak, we that's what I did. It was I accessorized, and that's what we did. We really pushed when we came out with the Kusa, and then we came out with the Cuda, and each time then we came out with the big rig, and we threw everything into the kitchen sink on it. Even came with splizzers. Um, I mean, like accessories was the name of the game. This is about the money in the boat and let's the individual accessorize it that they want. It's not going to be cheap. You decide. You may decide that you don't want to do it. Um, but you show up to a, a tournament that's on the list and you're the top finisher in it. Well, there's two grand. You do that four times. 
If there's eight tournaments, you get you, your top guy all eight times. That's sixteen grand. Let's get to that. Which what tournaments? What tournaments? What? Yeah. What tournaments are you? Are you? Uh, do you have marked already? At a I do. Uh, they. I don't have. There's basically uh, three KBFs and a BO and a in a Hobie tournament um, that's left in 2020 this year. So that's four tournaments this year. And then I haven't selected the the four that will be in the first quarter of 2021. So there's okay. there's four tournament opportunities in 2020. Um, one is the national championships for KBF. Um, there is one red. There's there's three bass and one redfish tournament. So I think it's the redfish series championships for KBF, the bass championships, well, and then there's the Hobie one, and then um, uh, there's one more. I can't remember off the top of my head for 2020. So you're saying anyway. these these are going to be off the production line and in people's hands by the time these tournaments happen. That's the plan. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be making, we'll be shipping our first boats uh, next month, August. So, so your Kickstarter campaign, the, the actual production of these boats was not dependent specifically on the success of the Kickstarter campaign. That was just kind of pre-sales, icing on the cake. Pre-sale, get me, give me a feel, give me a chance to work directly with the end user. Um, Kickstarter also can bring its own, its own audience to the table. Um, in this case, I wasn't impressed with. Kickstarter's ability to bring their own audience to the table. I probably wouldn't do that again. So I like, think 97% of the people that visited the Kickstarter site came from my audience, from you know people that were promoting. It wasn't a Kickstarter direct audience. You know, they're all new back. All my backers are like first time backing and whatever. So there wasn't really any benefit there. But um, yeah, I don't do things. I don't do anything without like when I'm doing something, I do something. It's not like oh I tried and didn't yeah. work. So. So it wasn't like I mean I'm I have 375 grand into this program already in R&D alone just to get this boat to where it is, and yeah the um and I, I had a plan all along so that I've got dealers tomorrow I announce um what I call early adopter dealers so the first Apex Watercraft dealers that um uh, they're all U.S. dealers that will be announced tomorrow um they're called early adopters because they obviously don't have boats to paddle and whatever yet so they're just doing going off of what they're seeing and my reputation what I've done in the past um, and I've worked with all of them in the past in some capacity so anyway we'll announce that tomorrow so they're ordering boats um, so I've got a lot more boats on order than what you're seeing on the Kickstarter let me ask you this okay. Eric do you have a pro staff not right now nope well, I have a pro staff but I call them team but yeah okay I was curious uh, as who the first one was but we don't have one yet so I was gonna to try to get a um, breaking uh, news. Breaking news uh, going on. Yeah, no, the uh, it'll be probably be called Team Apex Watercraft, or if we, or maybe it's just called the Apex Party. So, the, the my staff, we don't call it. It's it's what it's what I call my staff, where the Apex Party. It's a synonym okay. for team, you know. But, so when we, everybody gets together, it's called the Apex Party Party. <laughs> so um, it's very likely that the uh, Team Apex or our pro staff would be called the Apex Party. So if you were going to develop a pedal drive, would you go down the same route as the Jackson pedal drive? I know that was a, a long-running issue as far as, like, quality control went. Like, would you go with a propeller-style flip-up? I thought it was a great design. When it first came out, I was like, this, like, really, this this here has, has you know, influenced the game. It may not change the game, but the fact that it would, would rotate up and, and go over logs i was like that's you know that does solve a problem that exists in the industry would you go with a similar style um, drive or would you get away from the worm well, gear and maybe go gear driven we're putting this on a carbon fiber boat which we're putting on mm -hmm. a super lightweight boat. so weight weight and efficiency is going to be um you know what determines it primarily and i'll just leave it at that okay okay anybody else out there have some more questions for Eric while we have him. We've been, uh, we always keep this show around an hour. We're coming up on an hour, so we want to make sure we get all your questions answered that we can. Uh, and Eric, I'll, I'll tell you this. We appreciate you coming into the to the belly of the beast here, KBN Live. And, and you know, like I said, we, we're a no-holds-barred uh, deal. So being, coming well, in, taking the punches and answering questions, we appreciate that. Hey, no worries. It's all fun. I appreciate the, uh, appreciate the style of the questions. And... You know, like it's one of these things where there's room for there's there's 
there's room in every industry for a lot of different approaches and different products and different things. And I very specifically was confident in what I'm doing here because it just nobody else is doing it. And nobody else is doing it because most people would say, well, what's the point of doing it? Like, there's how many people can afford that or whatever. Um, being inclusive. So at Jackson Kayak, what I've done in my, my career, I've always wanted to be all-inclusive. Like, I was never trying to be the cool kid on the block. Um, actually, I was, we were called Team Uncool by our competitors for a while. But anyway, the, <laughs> but being all-inclusive, for me, was always about trying to design product that fits everybody. So, like, at Jackson Kayak, I made six sizes of one whitewater kayak when nobody else would make more than three. So the little kids, 30 to 80-pound kids, I launched, get this, okay, Tell me if it's not similar. I launched Jackson Kayak. The whole company, entire success was based on the product launch of my only product, a kayak, a whitewater kayak that was designed for 30 to 80 pound kids. Dude, just wow. think about that for a second. Designed for kids that are four feet tall or less, <laughs> like three-year-olds. The dealers said, they said, I don't know one kid that size that kayaks, and how do you expect us to sell this boat? I'm like, don't worry about it. There's nobody that size that kayaks because there's no kayaks for anybody that size. That was my being all-inclusive. I went to my first demo at Nanahale Outdoor Center. We sold 21 of them on the first weekend, at that weekend at Spring Splash event. This company is the same thing. It's like, man, you're, you're hanging your hat on an $11,000 carbon fiber kayak. Like, Yes, because it's the lightest. I need. To, I didn't want to make it lighter. I wanted to make it as light as it could be, as high performance as it can be for a paddle kayak. Um, if you don't want to paddle a kayak and you don't want to run an electric motor on the back, well, then you, you're not going to even look at it. Like if you want, really want to just pedal, don't bother looking at it because it doesn't have pedals. It only has paddle or electric. So if you don't want those, it's not your boat. But there are people that want those. So that's that's me being inclusive. Other things being inclusive is old people, people that have physical issues, that have balance issues, the swivel seat, the stability and the weight are all make it inclusive. What makes it exclusive is the price. So there's plenty of cheap boats if you can go to Tractor Supply and get a $300 or $500 <laughs> boat if you want. Oh. Shout or out wherever. to Tractor Supply. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know Not a sponsor. They, 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 <laughs> I'm just saying that they exist. You can go to Walmart and get a cheap kayak. You can go to, to a, a specialty shop and get a Jackson, a Hobie, a Native, or whatever, bona fide. Anyway, sorry, you, you, we have time yeah. to go, Jeff? No, no there's a, there's a no, few questions. We, there's never time to go. No, never time to go. There's a few more questions I want to hit you with. AJ McCoy asked, what tournaments are you about to fish? I'm series-specific, I'm, I'm sure he's asking. And then somebody else asked about the seat. Uh, we never really did touch on that seat. It's very, I didn't know if that was the final production model of the seat or that's just a, I mean, that's I don't a know, it's very, very interesting seat design. So. Chase Tanner actually yeah. asked if John Deere was going to sue for the <laughs> for this seat design, referring to it as being a tractor seat, I do believe. Yeah, so so I knew I would get flacked by saying so the seat, um, <laughs> but, it, and I don't really, I don't really care even a little bit whether it sounds sexy or not. People have been, when farmers sit on a tractor seat, they go out, they've been doing it for a hundred some years since tractors started, and they sit their butt on that for from sun up to sundown, and that thing had better be comfortable. They've figured out, the sh they've figured out, I'm not saying every tractor seat is the most comfortable one out there, <laughs> but tractor seats, they figured out how to make a tractor seat comfortable. They also figured out that there's this design was influenced and I've designed a lot of seats, all of my whitewater seats and whatever, all, all bucket seats that I've done over the years. I'm known for making the most comfortable seats out there, the most comfortable boats out there in whitewater are based on my slalom kayak seats, which is, you know, for racing on a, a car racing seat, a jet fighter seat, and a tractor seat. And they're essentially all melded into that, into a seat that allows you to be comfortable all day. You can lean back on it and just get you can power, you can power fish. You can turn and go. If you want to stand up, the the arms are 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 high. They're like they're not arms, but the sides are high. You can push up. Can't see that. But you know what I'm talking about? Wall. Whoa. Push up Whoa. Easy. 
the three more donors. Uh, every all of the all of the angles are designed just right. Even the seat angle is is is, is set up to be like what is the exact angle? Um, anyway, it's the seat is very much something that we're really we work really hard on and. I'm super fired up on it. It's a performance seat that's comfortable all day. And then AJ asked about go. tournaments. What tournaments are you fishing? Do you know what series you're targeting? Uh, I probably, I don't know. It depends on how many tournaments I'm going to do. Um, uh, I want to be in the in the big the big events of the season. So whatever you know, I'd want to qualify for basically the, the main the main event. Are you going to try uh, to qualify for the tournament of champions? What's that? We've got the Susqu the the tournament of champions, the Susquehanna, the Delta, and then the Coosa River are what's left uh, to qualify for the TOC. Would you shut your mouth, Ryan? Why are you always throwing shade on Arky? Oh <laughs> shit! I'm so sorry. I forgot there were lakes in Arkansas. My Darnell. God! My bad. I completely forgot. Darnell. <laughs> he just said that's honestly, all that's left. That's honestly, all. Honestly, overlooked the entire state of Arkansas. Because Man, it's trash. That's all. But that's anyway, are, do you plan on trying to qualify for the TOC? I'm sorry, Jeff. <laughs> Please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, continue. Yeah, no, I've got. Um, I think the. I still have the two FLW Super tournaments coming up through the end of, through the middle of August. So I'm. I leave on Friday for uh, Wisconsin. So we have the super tournament on um, uh, on the Mississippi River in Lacrosse, and then we fish Lake Erie after that, like two weeks after. So I'm going to stay up there, and I'll be demoing out my boat and opening up some dealers up in the Midwest, showing people my boat up there. I'll be back. You know, so, so, so do you have anything on the schedule? Or are you trying to work in? I don't have anything on the schedule right now. Okay. I'm scheduled. I'll, you'll be you'll see me at some stuff in September and October. I'll fish the national championship for KBF, and uh, and then I'll be turning my attention to 2021. My, my season, I'm fishing the National Professional Fishing League in 2021. You're in that? And What's that? You're in that. I heard that on Bass Talk Live, that uh, new league that's coming out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, they invited me. I'm one of 125 anglers, so it's going to be fun. Um, but that season's a little better for kayak, mixing kayak fishing because instead of doing like seven tournaments in the spring – for example, you're doing three in the spring, two in the summer, and two in the fall. So it's spread out. It actually is just a it's a more more friendly season for being able to mix in the kayak tournaments. Okay. And and the other thing that makes it like this year because of no the whitewater events are they they all the whitewater events are canceled. You don't have to cancel fishing events, kayak fishing in particular, due to COVID-19. You know what I mean? Because it's all virtual anyway. Where the whitewater kayak events have been canceled, so I haven't been able to compete in my whitewater kayak yet this season, um, and it's very likely 2021 may may or may not be any better. We'll see. So instead of doing the whole Colorado tour and doing all the big events I normally would do, um, I may replace those with uh, kayak fishing events, which would be super cool. All right, uh, I've got a few trickling comments in saying, "Hey, you know, good luck, guys, an innovator." So. Please make the Hobie events. Christine threw in Dardanelle. Appreciate you, Christine. I'm sorry. Man. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I told you I will never drive back to Arkansas again to fish a kayak tournament. Yeah, That's come on, man. <laughs> not doing it. Arkansas is where it's at. You can, you can have it. Arkansas. Cool. Yeah, the um, I'm be announcing one of my uh, one of my new dealers is out of Arkansas. Pretty excited to announce them tomorrow. Don't say their name on here. Ozark Mountain. I'm not. Don't say their name on here. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying the name. We'll see. You'll see tomorrow. Tune in to tomorrow, and uh, we'll, we'll see who our dealers are going to be. Yeah. And um, the website essentially goes live. One of the complaints people had, they go to the website and be like, this website sucks. You don't even like, show the kayak. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I go, I'm like, oh, that's right. I hid this store because the store where the, is the, where the product pages are. But I hid it while I'm doing the Kickstarter because I wanted to push people to the Kickstarter and have to go there. So people go on the website and be like, when is it? You know, you show us the kayak. Like that's stupid. <laughs> it hey, was an oversight on my part. Hey, hey, speaking of kayaks, iCast just wrapped up in uh, best in show at iCast. Shout out before we get out of here. <laughs> that's awesome. 
Very cool. I saw that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I How actually, much do y'all was... pay him for that every time you come up with a boat, Jeff? Uh, you, it's it's kind of along the same donation formula Johnson. that we were talking about earlier. Johnson Outdoor sponsors ICAS, don't they? Aren't hey. they a title sponsor? I, whatever it takes, brother. Quality. <laughs> the cream the cream rises, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, Lord. Right. Y'all coming out with a fish stick next. Yeah. But, but anyway, go. hey. <laughs> great show tonight. Appreciate the, the, the back and forth, Eric. Uh, you got anything else, Ryan, Thank before we get out of here? Thank you for coming on. I'm good, man. I appreciate it. All right. Stay safe yeah. in, in Memphis. Don't work too hard, brother. Uh, All right. All right. Yeah, right. Eric, appreciate it, man. Everybody, thanks for all the questions. We are going to wrap it up. We are out of here tonight. Thank you all.